It is you can huge. fix all of Greece's financial problems by giving them all the diamonds you just used to make this drill pit. <laughs> you can literally buy Greece. Welcome to the What's Ironic Podcast, where we fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? And Ian Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help growing the podcast by hitting that follow and subscribe button. Go ahead and tell a friend about us. Check out our website, whatsoverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. Sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive content and updates. Pick up some sweet, sweet merch. Interact with us and listen to our What's Our Verdict TV episodes as well. The question we always ask is, if you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or boot both on a movie, to help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. It was released June 16th, 2021. It was written by Tom O'Connor and Brandon Murphy. It was directed by Patrick Hughes. It stars Ryan Reynolds, Samuel L. Jackson, Selma Hayek, Frank Grillo, Antonio Banderas, and Morgan Freeman. Bodyguard Michael Bryce continues his friendship with assassin Darius Kincaid as they try to save Darius's wife, Sonia. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause, go watch this movie, find the same shame that we're about to express to you, come back, Pick up where you left off because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Yeah, I feel bad that I am going to rate this movie higher than like In the Heights and other movies that deserve to be rated higher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like this movie is such an enigma because I watch it and I go, oh, God, that was one of the most entertaining things I've watched in a long time. And yet I feel bad for how I've rated some of the movies we've watched compared to this movie. (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about that all last night and all this morning. Like, oh, damn it. Like, I made fun of a dude for liking Parasite on Instagram the other day. And I'm going to rate this movie higher than that. Like, oh, geez. Yep. This movie is, is, I don't even know what to do with this movie. It blows my mind. I don't even know where to start. I'm going to start with guns. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. That seems fitting. The gun use is just irresponsible in this movie. <laughs> First of all, uh, freaking Sonia picks up like a like an M4 or whatever, and she just cranking away at the sights. Like, what are you doing? Well, she's you in can't... a hotel room, like pointing it at the ceiling too. It's not like she's <laughs> like and then she... up. Yeah, and then she just like storms a compound with this thing nailing headshots with a site that she totally fucked up you can't oh, yeah. you can't sight in a site just by looking down the barrel at a freaking hotel room ceiling and yeah people she's like pointing it at the ceiling at one point and i love how they call him out though at one point the agent fires a gun into a into like a parking lot ceiling <laughs> and, and brian reynolds is like what if someone is upstairs yeah <laughs> There's like a part where they somehow get each other's magazines, right? And they start emptying it. I'm like, does no one have a round chambered? We're like in the middle of this firefight and 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 we we take each other's magazines, but like anyway. So I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on, like how the best assassin in the world has a bolt action rifle, fires off four shots in a second and misses all of them. But, you know, like we won't go there. Yeah, no. Samuel Jackson can take one shot and pop two guys in the back of the head at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can start at the beginning. I the, There's dreams. What was like, the beginning? Oh, yeah, the therapy. Oh, the worst therapist ever. You graduated therapy. Don't contact me anymore. Well, I just love, like, that's how you know. So the the opening of this movie is him getting the the AAA-rated Bodyguard of the Year Award or whatever it is. Then he wakes up because obviously Darius Kincaid, Samuel Jackson's character's face keeps popping up in the middle of his dream and chasing him out of the award ceremony. Then he wakes up, like you said, he's talking to this shrink who just progressively wants nothing to do with him. And then, like, you could tell in the middle of this movie that it's going to be ridiculous because she's like, yeah, you've graduated therapy. And he gets all excited about it. I'm like, come on. No, everybody knows that's not how therapy works. Like, you know (laughs) Like, you don't just graduate it and go, I am done. Dude, the whole time through this movie, I'm like, this guy is both 
an absolute moron and so lame. He's like the lamest person ever. Like even the pocket knife that he has, it's like a Swiss army knife. It's not even, it's not even like a cool knife. Well, and I think that's the difference. So we can start the comparisons. And, and Javier, we know that you haven't watched the first one, which probably made this even better for you. Might have been um, better. Yeah, because the, the first one, the, the big difference between is he's he's very inept. Like, that's the whole thing with the first one is he's lost his AAA rating as a bodyguard because Samuel Jackson's character assassinated this guy with the one in a million shot through a plane window from, like, two miles away or some shit like they explained that the shot should never have been able to be made and he didn't know through most of the movie who killed this guy until like three quarters of the way through it was kind of like how in this one you find out that ryan reynolds is the dude that shot sam jackson in the balls that's a w for me that's yeah. an l for you take the l take the l take the l <laughs> Look, that whole scene was almost identical to how Ryan Reynolds finds out that Sam Jackson's the one that killed Kurosawa. And so it's like three quarters of the way through the movie. And then he's like explaining, he goes, yeah, so when you said it was because of this, like I didn't say anything, but that was me that took that shot. <laughs> and they have this big fight or whatever. But like, I just love like how they let go of all reason in this movie. Like you, you mentioned it, Javier, in the in the spoiler free that Ryan Reynolds gets hit by a car at least four times in this movie. Yeah. He gets hit by one or gets into a car accident, right? Of some sort. One of which has him fly through the windshield while holding the steering wheel, which I guess is from the first movie. Yeah. It's an exact replica of a scene from the first movie. And he pops up immediately. He also gets hit by a shotgun and he notes that his ribs are broken. And I'm like, I've I've had one rib broken before and it is impossible to do anything. You can't even breathe because your ribs expand and you're like, (laughs) and he's like crawling up this, like this hill, you know, like Italy. And I'm like, couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. No. When he does get shot by the shotgun, they, they, they give him a sea burial. (laughs) They just kind of throw him over the side of the <laughs> Sam Jackson says some stupid shit. And Selma, Selma Hayek's character is like, you should have been a priest. <laughs> as as oh. she he th- just dumps him head first into the, the I, canal. I like how it's underwater. He's face down and it's like an underwater shot of him waking up and freaking out. And then it cuts to him on shore, soaking wet. Be like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> Just to add to Javier's guns comments, I don't know how a shotgun blast knocks you out for a couple hours. Well, the, yeah. I think it was more the fact that he flew six feet into a bar. That's what knocked him out for a couple hours. Because that's, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Ryan Reynolds spends a lot of time unconscious in this movie. Yes, he does. Like, there's that time, and then he gets drugged. <laughs> Lithium. <laughs> okay, what is lithium? Um, is that like a? I thought lithium like was for. Health? Yeah, I thought they used it for schizophrenia or bipolar. Bipolar. I can't remember um, what it is. That's funny. Yeah, so it's used for mental illness, including bipolar, depression, schizophrenia. Is maybe like used for other conditions. I have no idea. Because, dude, he was tripping balls for a yeah. second there. <laughs> That's Well, it's funny that, like, the whole movie, she's talking about wanting to have a baby. And then, like, she just randomly has lithium in her pocket that she hands. I'm thinking, thinking it's a painkiller. I'm like, oh, my God. The, the nuanced implications of what that means for her. Like, she has lithium, which means there's probably – she's either stolen it, which is entirely possible. Or, but it looked like it was a prescription. Yep. Look, look prescribed to me. Yeah, which I wouldn't say that it's difficult to say that she has some mental instability. I mean, she's running around just screaming. And every time she would go off in Spanish, I really wanted to look over and how, what did she just say, Javier? Except it's like obviously crass and just out of there. Out so there. some of them I could not make out what she was saying. Oh. Because there was like so much going on and she was just like screaming through these. But like oftentimes, usually she was saying things like like in the uh you could hear what she was saying in sure. the, uh, when he was on sabbatical at that little uh beach 
uh, oh. place and she's like she's like the hijo de puta motherfucker like basically <laughs> and that's all she says in spanish like the whole time <laughs> yeah she lost it quite a few times so to, for her to have lithium wasn't terribly surprising and where is your shirt <laughs> yeah <laughs> What I love is she's unbuttoning it as he's like trying to climb, jump around and be all slick and sly. And she just goes to the front door with her boobs hanging out and shoots everybody. I said, no killing, no blood. And she's like pulling a knife out of this dude's neck and no gun. And then she just points behind her, just lights this dude up, checks all the boxes for you. I'm like, okay, that's how this movie's going to be. Cool. Oh, yeah. What was her British accent? That was, that was... Who was fooled by that? They're like, no, no one, no one questioned this ridiculous accent that she has. She's like this freaking hardcore Hispanic chick trying to talk in a British accent. The thing that they pick up on is that she's too old. Yeah. Well, not to mention like the ridiculous blonde wig that she has on. <laughs> Clearly a wig. Yeah. Right? Like, well, she walks up and Ryan Reynolds like shouts at her across the bar. That sounds completely Mexican. <laughs> like, it's just like, what is in the middle of a firefight? Like he's oh. criticizing her accent. Like, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. I did laugh, though, at that same scene in that bar when she's pretending and like he's they start calling her old and Ryan Reynolds is sitting back there going, oh, here we go. No, he go- he gives up. He's just and like the countdown starts. Like he's just like four, three, two, <laughs> and then all hell breaks loose because she cracks from them calling her old. <laughs> At one point, Darius snipes this dude off of Michael. He's like triple A, my ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After his little hand here, Darius, and he's laughing as he shoots the dude in the head. Uh. I did laugh too because the whole time Darius is there with his sniper rifle watching and the. Guys are hitting on his wife. You motherfucker. I I should blow him away right now. Yeah. I don't even know what to talk about with this movie, guys. Maybe we could talk about the plot of, like, this movie. Which is... It's... it's, uh, This is the most confusing, elaborate plot in a movie I've ever seen. I just thought... I just loved how they would drill into these boxes and, like, put a virus on, and the city would just pretty much explode. Like... I don't even know how you fight that. Like cars are driving off the road. Like I think there's a train crash or something like that, right? Javier? A way just... gets derailed. I don't know if that is the 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 default for subways losing power. I sure hope it's not these trains flying off the rails. Well, and it's like that's not how that shit works. Like you can't just drill into a, like a junction box and then yeah, all of a sudden like you're plugged lot. into the network. It's yeah. like <laughs> in their defense, JJ, it's a diamond drill. Yeah. And when I say diamond drill, I don't mean like your typical diamond drill. I mean a drill that's studded in diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's a bedazzled drill bit. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude, it looks like seriously some 12-year-old girl has taken this drill bit and glued every diamond on. <laughs> uh, I want to know who pitched that idea. Like, seriously. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, obviously diamond is the, the hardest mineral on earth. So, But people aren't going to know it's a diamond drill unless, you yeah. know, it sparkles. So... Yeah, bedazzled on the end of it oh. with that. and it's like sparkling as it spins when well, i love that they like they're like yeah they're in this parking lot this random pole that has this junction box on it that's wrapped in tungsten apparently i'm like wait a minute so they just got random tungsten carbide boxes sitting in a parking lot that you have uh, to drill into yeah well i I'm sorry. If a junction box can do that much damage to the city, you wrap that shit in diamonds as yeah. sparkly as you want. Or that's just irresponsible of the city. Hire that same 12 year old to bedazzle that box and you will be good. <laughs> and, just... and then what? You drill it in and then he's like, and then you just hack in. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? You just like, you just like put a hole in this junction box and then you're just, you're just in? Yeah. You just, you just, you're, push... just in, you're just in the grid? Yeah. You just, <laughs> push enter on the keyboard and the whole fucking city explodes 
it literally stupid. explodes. Yeah, there is like cars on fire, like as they're doing a pan through. Like what? The, what happened to these cars? Seriously, like that that moment, yeah. I was like, wait. Okay, so I can understand needing the diamond quote unquote drill to get into the tungsten <laughs> box. But then you're just automatically what does it have a USB on the end of this drill bit that just kind of like pops in? Like, what the hell? How does it connect to the network? And then why does it explode? Uh, <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. Like, and then they don't even they don't even recognize that. They're just like, yeah, this is happening. No explanation is offered. Just this is this is how this movie's going. And then I love like the it's and I I get that it's satirical, right? Like it's making fun of other action movies that have ridiculous plot MacGuffins that make no sense. Stupid technology. That's yeah. But like I think the best part was then they go to the end. So they're doing the the whole plot of this movie then becomes they're trying to get this network to show like the central hub of this grid in Europe so that they can not only tap into it, but explode all of Europe except for Greece. Yes. Greece is like the Texas of Europe. They're on their own different grid and network. (laughs) And then the whole point of this is, is because the box, because this is the central hub in the ocean, the drill bit's just huge. (laughs) Why? That was my other thing. I was like, Hey, why is this thing in the middle of the ocean? And two, why is this drill so big? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it to be this big. You can have the same size drill as that you had in the beginning of the movie. Like, <laughs> why so, is it so big? It's just this huge phallic diamond studded drill. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, why would you waste that many oh. diamonds? You can, it is you can fix all of Greece's financial problems by giving them all the diamonds you just used to make this drill pit. <laughs> you can literally buy Greece. It's just, oh. it's so big, you know how many diamonds you need to stud this fucking oh. thing out. Oh, God. This thing is like, imagine if you just put four wheelbarrows together. Yeah. It's like that size. It is huge. Oh, fuck. <sighs> I'm dying over here. This shit is just so <laughs> stupidly hilarious. Uh. Okay. Well, and then can we mention the fact that Antonio Banderas is like, and they lean into it. It's not like he's like a transplant to Greece. Like they make the comment, and he's from Spain. He is Spanish. Yeah. Anto- yeah, he's not Greek. This guy is Spanish. And like three times in this movie, he's like, I am a proud Greek. <laughs> I'm like, and even Ryan Reynolds says, he's a Greece. He's a, what is it? He's a native Greek or some shit. And I'm like, what? And like, he, he's pronouncing Greek words as you would in Spanish, like yeah. a Spaniard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and again, I mean, it's satire, right? Like this is a whole them making fun of the fact that we have a problem because we have like, we go, oh, here's the top actor and we put them in his position to play a part that they have no business playing like Matt Damon. Yeah. In, uh, in that movie. In the to the wall. Wall China. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Scarlett Johansson playing a character that was supposed to be Asian. That's based mm-hmm. on an Asian cartoon and comic series. But like, it's just like, Yes. I mean, so it's completely satirical. And I think that's when I really started to lose my mind laughing at this movie is when I realized in case he had this comment last night that this movie's so stupid and yet it's so intelligently done in a stupid way because that's what they're doing. They're making fun of Hollywood and action movies and they just and the first one did it, too. But they only did it in a way that let's make fun of how ridiculous action movies are. Mm -hmm. This one, they were like, fuck that. Let's make fun of everything. Yeah. And they went balls to the wall on making fun of everything. Even like Ryan Reynolds getting in nine car crashes, getting shot like a hundred times, like even and and just going on the movie like nothing happened. That in and of itself is a huge burn to action movies where the main character just takes all this damage. It just keeps going like it's no big deal. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Well, and then like I laughed so hard at the beginning, like after they. They shoot that guy or Darius Kincaid shoots a guy in the head and all that blood splatters onto Ryan Reynolds. 
and he starts and I laugh because he starts doing this gag Ooh. thing, but then it shows him in this scene next time they're in the, some gas station, some random gas station, and they're standing there arguing, and nobody says anything about just like covered in blood. Like <laughs> it was they just sell him all this shit and nobody says a word to him and he's just covered in I didn't blood. Notice that. That's funny. From head to toe. And they're just walking in public like it's no big deal, covered in blood. For some reason, this is popping in my head right now. But Ryan Reynolds, the story about how Ryan Reynolds' mom dies <laughs> was so crazy. That whole, the whole, the, that whole twenty minutes of you meet his dad. His dad ends up being Morgan Freeman. And Samuel Jackson is like, "What the actual fuck?" <laughs> I love to just to pause you on that one that they fuck up that saying because we all say what the actual fuck they kept saying what the absolute fuck oh oh is that like, what they're saying yeah throughout <laughs> this whole movie what the absolute fuck but yeah that was a great moment when Sam Jackson kept trying to bring up the fact that Morgan Freeman's black <laughs> and Ryan Reynolds kept throwing other shit like I can't, is nobody gonna acknowledge yeah. that? what that he wrote a book like that, is, that he's famous I know you're nervous but to me he's just papa. <laughs> Even the way he said papa, which is like, <laughs> you're so lame. I hate everything that comes out of your mouth. It's terrible. <laughs> but I couldn't help but laugh at it. Like, I was just sitting there giggling. Oh, and then the he's, like, he's like, maybe if you look more with your heart and less with your hate to yeah. a black guy. What's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And the ironic part is just the fact that Samuel Jackson gets confused for so many other famous black actors in interviews and shit. Like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the whole the fact that it was Sam Jackson with Morgan Freeman. Oh, God, yeah. He's like, are we not going to acknowledge that his voice is just so lusciously deep and beautiful? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then they have gelato and gelato apparently is a trigger point for him. Yeah. Because his mom got crushed by like a 300 pound dude. He got ejected from a roller coaster and it didn't just crush her. I thought that dude would just fall on her. Yeah. Propelled her into another ride. And then she got little, she got splattered. Yeah, she like got misted. Like it was like when <laughs> somebody got pink misted. <laughs> there was like no body to bury. No, it just uh, <laughs> she she popped. Is basically what happened. And then the subsequent scene of uh, Sonia going out to oh. console him, and she's like <laughs> caressing his leg, which yeah was weird. And then she just drops it, and how you're obsessed with my boobs. Yeah. <laughs> when you pushed me out of the way of the shotgun blast, your hands gently cupped my boobs, and I could just hear the little boy in you saying, Mommy, please don't die. <laughs> no. So stupid. So stupid. What? But we just couldn't help but laugh. <sighs> You've got to oh. be on another level as an actor to take that kind of content and like be able to deliver it in a way that is as entertaining as this movie was yeah. it's like I, I i don't get how they weren't I, they must have been busting up laughing on set all the oh, time for sure they had to have been well and that's like i can't even imagine because ryan reynolds is funny like i don't know like i follow him on twitter and instagram and like he puts out some hilarious content which is why i say like he's one of the funniest dudes out there right now but i can't imagine being on that set and like you were saying like there's no way that the blooper reel for that movie is not like three hours long. The blooper reel is probably a better movie than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Because I'd love to see just like the amount of ad lib that Ryan Reynolds like just starts going off with some of these lines. Because I bet it's just epic. How do you even like the the serious characters delivering serious lines? Even those were lame. Like, how do you deliver these lines oh, yeah. with a straight face? I don't know, but it's impressive. Well, and then let's talk about Grillo, Frank Grillo's character, this weird ass Boston guy. <laughs> what is he doing yeah. in Europe? What's he doing in Interpol? What is like, yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't explain that either. He no. just wants to get back to Boston. I'm like, what are you doing here in the first place? And also, this is a lot of felonies to commit to go to an average American city. Yeah. Slightly below average, maybe. Well, and he's just this random dude that's got the worst Boston accent, which I think, again, leans into that satire thing. Like, I think they were saying, here's all these cops are from Boston. Like, there's always these cop movies Boston from cop. Boston, right? So 
it's like here you have this Boston cop that's stuck in Interpol in Italy and Greece and whatnot, just wanting to go back to Boston. But he's got this terrible axe Boston accent throughout so the movie. He's absolutely ripping the Scottish chick, right? Where he's like, <laughs> oh, asshole. Dude. She's like, Esol. It's a very common Scottish name. He's like, okay, William Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Well, then later on, he randomly goes, Sean Connery over here is going to do. Also, like, what is Boston known for? Don't they have a ton of, like, Irish people or the Scottish people? Like, Irish. There's, there's no way he doesn't know what Scottish people are like, right? But it yeah. is Irish. You're right. Okay. So funny. <sighs> so stupidly hilarious. So dumb. Well, and then, so I laughed really hard too at this moment when, so Ryan Reynolds throughout the first movie makes people in his car put on it on their seatbelt. Like he's obsessive with this seatbelt shit. So there were two moments that the payoff was so great from the first, like you talk about the, the, the scene with, he's talking about his mom, how his mom died and he's out on this swing and he's got this chain seatbelt on that it shows when he finally is done with it and he gets up from the thing when she's talking about her boobs. He like unhooks this chain seatbelt uh. thing. And then these the second part that I laughed at was when they steal this van and they're driving and he's in the back like high as a kite without his seatbelt oh, getting with a tossed shovel around the van. Him in the face. And at the very end, they stop and the shovel just dink right on his head. Oh. She's like, he didn't wear a seatbelt. And not a single bruise on this man, like, throughout the movie. Yeah, nope. Yeah, he should have been dead 12 times over, but he's just standing there, like, with everybody else's blood on him the whole movie. Oh, gosh. I got super lost in the plot line as far as, like, what we were doing at any given point, right? Like, she had the suitcase with the coordinates or... Oh, yeah. Something about the EU, like, power. Yeah, the grid system. layout. And then they put a bomb on her wrist, and they couldn't separate, right? And I'm like, okay, so that's going on. And then that's all the plot progression for a good hour. Yeah. Right? There's, like, nothing else going on. Just running around with this suitcase trying to hide. Yeah. And then we get to Anthony Banderas's house, right? And I'm completely lost. I'm like, oh crap! Like, what's going on here again? What is he? What 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 role does he play again? He's yeah, he's the main bad guy, right? He has a hard on for Greece because he's quote unquote Greek. Yeah. Um, and like, I I just remember that scene. I'm like, I'm so lost. What's going on here? Oh. I caught back up after a little while, but sure. I'm so wrapped up in the absolute ridiculousness that I completely forgot there was a plot line. Like, well, another one of those on. satirical moments when she goes through. I fell off this boat and now I have amnesia <laughs> and like the, you know, the ridiculous amnesia storyline in every action movie, like Jason Bourne and like all this shit. Like I was laughing so hard at them just making fun of every famous action movie ever. I did. And think then of Jason bring Bourne. it up overboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't seen, seen overboard. overboard. It's a mid-level classic. Mid-level <laughs> classic. <laughs> When, like right, they're walking. Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson escape from being tortured, and they're walking through. And she goes, "Ryan's like, didn't you find something weird about this amnesia story? What am I thinking of?" Like, and he, and you know that moment we all have when you're trying yeah. to think of something, and it's right this on the tip of your tongue. Me. Yeah, and it's like this is gonna bother me until I remember. And he's like, "Overboard," and he remembers the name. Of it. He goes, "I feel so much better now." <laughs> like, <laughs> they just got done killing everyone, and now he's like, "Oh, it's great." As a side note, I love the part where he's like. Uh, like take him to the torture chamber he's like did he say cha-cha chamber yeah. no he did not it's like do you have separate torture chambers well then they end up in the same room like <laughs> <laughs> literally shoulder to shoulder hanging there and i did love that moment when they're he's like zapping samuel jackson you see that in the preview where they're tasing him and he they're just both laughing and he's like that's just gonna make him more mad <laughs> so funny what comes after that is it gary yeah well yeah. no at first it's the pep talk so the pep talk i died so he gets knocked out again somehow ryan reynolds and he's laying on like the sidewalk and sam jackson's listening to all of his voicemails to himself to oh, future he blew through the windshield oh, and then got he... hit by another car that's right <laughs> 
That's right. We <laughs> got ran over again. And then he's laying there. And yeah, Sam, Darius is listening to all the voicemails that he left for future Mike. Laughing. <laughs> laughing his ass off at him. Then he's like telling him, he's like, no, he goes, you're going to say it. I'm unlicensed and I don't give a fuck. And then he's I'm like, unlicensed. I'm, and that's, that's terrible. terrible. He smacks Whoa, the shit out. <laughs> and then he finally just goes ape shit. And he's like, fuck it. I don't care. I love that where he's like, I am finally free. No more seatbelts for me. And Samuel Jackson like grabs his seatbelt and puts it on. (laughs) But we did where you find out that his dad is like, thinks he's a complete douchebag like he's just the worst so he goes through this moment where his like dad's gonna tell him i'm gonna get your triple a rating back and all this Mm. and then comes back and what does he say oh you're a shit stain on my legacy (laughs) yo get off my trash i was like (laughs) oof he lights that jag on fire it's like this 1960s (laughs) jaguar i was like Oh, that hurt. Also, yeah. every almost every car explodes in this whole oh, yeah. yeah. And like no matter what happens, it's lit on fire, explodes. Get into gets into a fender bender, explodes. The power goes out in a city, explodes. Yeah. <laughs> every car. Yeah, the network, the whole fucking city explodes. <laughs> Well, except for some random cars, like there'd be random cars that gotten worse accidents than the ones that just got yeah. like rear-ended and exploded that that wouldn't explode. Yeah, like they the, would just roll down the, the street. Ages. Six miles. Yeah, the agent gets like ran into a fucking bridge. The car like accordions flips over. It's fine. Just He's fine. fine. He gets oh, yeah. out. He can make a call. He's fine. So one of the better lines, like when they're in that chase scene and Ryan Reynolds is like saying, we need to have a decoy. And then like the other guy that's the better bodyguard, like goes through all the processes. Oh, yeah. Then he gets into like, and he's high as a kite at this moment. So he gets into the van to hotwire it. And he's like, so-and-so, he recognized me. We need to make sure we hear out. He would know all no my ideas. moves. Yeah. He's like, and then it shows you, I don't know who any of these idiots are. I don't know who any, I don't recognize any of these losers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, we should have had a decoy. Hey, they don't have a decoy. These are fucking amateurs. <laughs> we should have had this. Hey, they didn't do this either. And then it cuts in the whole scene of him driving is him dreaming because he's passed out in the front of the van high on lithium. <laughs> Shit's great. <laughs> that got me. I was like, for a second, I was like, are these too high as well? Nope. Nope. It's just hallucinating. <laughs> but yeah, then the moment comes when they're putting together and they just randomly, like nobody's available. You're Interpol. You're an international policing agency and you have no agents available to go after these people. So you send a hitman and an ex-bodyguard. There's literally two Interpol agents standing right next to that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, there's no one around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's two right Stupid. there. Uh, but then you get the famous line from the trailer of you guys ready to go get your fuck on and not with us or no, not with each other with us. That, with came, us. Out wrong. Wait, that came out wrong too. And that's when the greatest line ever. Oh my gosh. This is Javier loses it. I just love that it cuts to what is his name? Gary and what? Gary and Johan and Johan and Johan's like, Gary, I think we're outnumbered here. Yeah. Gary's like, no shit, Johan. Well, yeah, they're like, they're dressed up like Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson's characters on this boat. So you think it's them at first. Yeah. And then it turns out it's them in disguise. They're the decoy. And like you said, I think we're surrounded. There's like 50 boats. With guys <laughs> There's like nine jet skis. <laughs> it's like the entire Greek army is chasing uh, these guys and they just unload on them they're shot them into up. swiss cheese yeah. and then they run them into a boat full of fucking oil and explosives and the whole thing goes up. up there's barrels flying everywhere and then we see on this random little boat going by this whole ridiculous scene ryan reynolds and samuel jackson and ryan reynolds just all perky and happy i hope gary and johan are okay <laughs> <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson is like, what makes you think that they're okay? As they're floating in front of this ship that is now on fire because Gary and Johan flew into it. And barrels of fuel are like flying off of it, like explosions. Oh my gosh. And Javier goes into this laughing fit where it's like these little <laughs> giggles, right? Like and then he has this moment where he's like, what am I? And then he breaks down laughing hard. And I'm sitting in the corner. 
corner giggling. Uh, and Casey leans over to me and goes, is Javier okay? I'm like, no, I think he's broken. Because obviously he just kept repeating, what am I watching? That's the moment that I gave up on this movie. Yeah. That's the that's the moment where I'm just like, the are you ready to get your fuck on? That cuts right into this scene. I'm just like, yeah, there are no <laughs> rules. We have no rules in this movie anymore. Anything goes. Like, Oh, man. So funny. So, and it just gets like more terrible from there because they have, they get to the back of the boat, right? And they're like talking about these levels of security that his dad would have. And oh, out of the water, pop up these like water powered flying men that are like making an announcement over an intercom <laughs> to like put down their guns. And they don't even like they aim. emerge from the ocean. <laughs> On these floating water they things, they're so stupid. The they're so impractical. <laughs> yeah, and then Ryan Reynolds oh, just yes, doesn't even look. That water. Yeah, he doesn't even look. He just pop, 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 <laughs> shoots them all. No, like not very they efficient or practical. <laughs> yeah, they just all fall out. He's like, there's level two. Because level one was the decoy. The guy that comes running out randomly, then they think it's over, and then these guys oh, come popping up out of the water. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit was great. Well, and then we go into some more satire, right? Because then we have, like, the biggest gun on the planet with Antonio Banderas. He comes out with, like, some freaking light oh, machine gun. light, yeah. 40 cal or 50 cal that he's holding with his hand, like Rambo style, right? And he's in this boat. It's a yacht, and he starts just unloading. The boat's going to be shredded because he's just duk, 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 like in the, and Sam Jackson's just jumping around, running, gets hit with a bullet in the leg. And I'm like, dude, he just lost the leg. The size yeah. of that gun, that leg is gone. He's like 12 feet away from you. Yeah, he's got like a tiny little like 22 entry wound. Yeah, and then the whole time that's happening – Ryan Reynolds is down fighting with Morgan Freeman's character hand to hand. And like the best line in this movie is he comes down and he's like, you're wearing Kevlar because he gets him pissed that he's like, I'm 90 years old. Like, of course, I'm wearing Kevlar, you moron. Because earlier in the movie, he made fun of Ryan Reynolds for wearing Kevlar. <laughs> yeah. When he takes a bullet, he goes, that looks like a freckle, son. <laughs> yeah, they go into this hand to hand fight where the very spry, very fit ryan reynolds gets his ass handed to him for like five minutes by 90 year old morgan freeman and the, sh the editing was just hilarious the jump cut so that ryan morgan freeman looked like he could fight yeah the shit was funny as fuck that's what i was saying after the movie i'm like i feel bad for those guys that probably had its own movie sized budget to make it look like morgan freeman could fight yeah but it's funny because they made 90 year old morgan freeman look like he could fight but then you see these guys that who are fit and they do the same kind of shit to make them look like they could fight. And I'm like, just the satire is just beautiful. Well, and then they have this. So and this it whole, still looked better than any Liam Neeson movie. That, <laughs> that is very fair. Well, and I love that they're making fun of this whole thing, too, where they've got this the giant drill. The stupidest drill ever is drilling into this shit in the water. And there's a timer on it. So it drills through. And every other time they've done this, it was instant. It got into the box. They hit enter and it exploded. Oh, now yeah. all of a sudden we have some random six minute timer there's, before there's it goes countdown. off. The boat's rigged with explosives. So if the timer stops, the boat just explodes. <laughs> yeah. Like if they shut off, it just randomly explodes. Like, wait a minute. What if there was a problem and you actually had to shut it off? Yeah, everybody's dead. So they, and that like Morgan Freeman gets killed with his, the Swiss Army knife. Oh yeah, still holding his gun. By the way, like, yeah, like shoot him. <laughs> but he just stands there going, "Oh, I'm gonna die now." Like, how did he hell? get anyone who's opened a Swiss Army knife knows how difficult it is to <laughs> open that? How did he get that thing open mid-fight? You've got a, a sw look, Swiss Army knives. These things have those big red bases and the little teeny knife. The little te it's, it's like it's, an inch long. And it's sticking out of his throat and he's bleeding more than anybody else in this movie has bled from his neck. And he didn't even notice it was there for like two minutes. He didn't and notice it until Ryan Reynolds told him. Yeah, well, and I love that he's sitting there. Like, you see the movie and you see his face. 
like the shot of of Morgan Freeman's face and you don't see the knife and you should have seen the knife at that point from that shot. Then it cuts to Ryan Reynolds. He's like, the pen knife and then it cuts back and shows this giant ass twist no knife. one sees it coming yeah so stupid Many, well done son god and then of course they trigger the fail safe to blow up the boat you have the choice to be to save greece or save yourself or something like that and they all three run out of this exploding boat and Make they're okay yeah. yeah i'm like and they make it out because with explosions, it's not just don't get hit by the fire. There is a certain amount of force yeah. from explosions. And that's typically what kills people. Yeah. <laughs> they were fine. Yep. Yeah. Just fine. You just had to go underwater, obviously. Well, after you've been hit by a couple of cars. <laughs> you build <laughs> up a certain explosion? level of tolerance for sudden impacts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. This movie was all over the place. But I have to talk about it. I was so entertained, guys. Yeah, I was. I'm entertained just talking about it. Sure. Like, it's just like, you know what took me, like, kind of off guard in the beginning was the just complete disregard for, like, the sanctity of, like, sex and human life, marriage. Like, just just a complete disregard for these things. You're talking about, like, she can't get pregnant because her pussy's too tight or, like, (laughs) Or like, like all sorts of stuff. And I'm just like, okay, this movie is starting out a very specific way. Yeah. And they did not let up the whole time. Not even a little bit. Well, in the first one, they break her out of a mental institution. Like, I forgot about that. I was just sitting here thinking about it. So her character, like the whole thing is, is she is informing on Darius in the first movie. So, like, they're trying to get – and then he's trying to inform on another guy. And so, like, they're trying to kill him, Darius, so that he doesn't – like, and that's where this whole movie gets all serious. But they break her – they literally break her out of an insane asylum in the first movie. So, I mean, it's – yeah, they just went, like, a 100 levels higher than they did in the first movie and threw all logic and care out the window. And some of the shit they say, like, you went to a – what was it? A fertility clinic to buy fresh eggs. You can't just go buy fresh eggs like it's the market, the grocery store. <laughs> Scramble those so things stupid. up. Stupid. Uh, it was so great. Turns out he got shot in the balls by and uh, and it was such a random moment where it was like, yeah, this this thing was unsanctioned. You were unlicensed bodyguard in this moment. And they act like it was some big deal. That he was an unlicensed bodyguard. Like, it's illegal to be a bodyguard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it's not, but whatever. Maybe it's in, you know, Europe. They've got a bunch of weird laws. Maybe. A lot of guns for, you know, a continent that doesn't allow guns. (laughs) Yeah. No shit. God, that was funny. All right. Should we rate this thing? Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm, uh, I think I I ran out of laughs. Yeah, you (laughs) tapped out. Well, I mean, I could get you because all I got to do is. Man, I hope Gary and Johan are okay. <laughs> so stupid. That's, just so you know, listeners, you guys, that shit's going to randomly come up in so many podcasts from here on out. I am I hope Gary and Johan are okay. I hope Gary and Johan are okay. It's just so lighthearted he was uh, about it as they're exploding. Oh, man. I hope Gary and Johan are okay. And they were dead before they even got Hit into the explosive boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they all took like they both took like 15 rounds. Uh, oh shit. Okay. Let's rate this thing. All right. If you haven't listened to us before, we rate these movies on a five-tiered scale. Zero to five, zero being just hot garbage. Five being an absolute gem of a movie. I'm not starting this mess. I don't want to start either. Ian, why don't you start? <laughs> I'm like the most unsure of how to rate this thing. <sighs> okay, let me go. All right, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go. Okay, this movie is so funny. You need to watch it with just a bunch of friends who laugh at stupid things because the environment that this movie makes is amazing. Oh, yeah. With that said, it is the stupidest movie I've ever seen. There is There is nothing redeeming about this movie as far as an artistic like like cinematic viewpoint you know this movie's terrible it's awful with that said i am going to give this a four 
<laughs> Good for you, Javier. Good for you, buddy. And I'm going to take the same stance that I did in the spoiler free, which is I watch movies to be entertained. And I was entertained during this movie. So that alone, it deserves a four. And I'm 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 giving it, I'm giving it that. I could be talked down, but um no one no one talked me down. So that's the bar I'm setting. Well, if anything, I think our conversation led me to like want to score it higher because I'm still entertained. You know, 12 hours later, yeah, I'm, I'm laughing just my about ass it. off about this <laughs> stupid ass movie. I and I'll tell you, Casey and I, we got in the car after we, we you know, when we separated ways last night after watching the movie. And Casey said, So, what are you going to rate this movie? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea. I was like, My initial, and I told her my initial, here's, you know, here's what I, if I had to rate it right now, it would be a three. And I said, but the problem is, is I know how I work and we'll start talking about it and I'll either hate it more than I thought I did, or I'll love it more than I thought I did. So my Mm -hmm. score can change as we have these conversations. And I feel like that's what I love about what we do in this podcast is I have a very clear by myself rating when I'm done with a movie, like a knee jerk reaction. But a lot of times it changes after we discuss it because I'm like, I might've missed something or, and for this movie, like last night, I didn't actually catch the satire of this movie until this morning when I was thinking about what I was going to say about it. And I was like, God, it's really just making fun of the ridiculous shit that we let go of in action movies. It's kind of like next week we're reviewing fast and furious nine. Those movies don't, they're not self-aware like they are, but we let so much ridiculous shit go for the sake of entertainment. And if I don't do the same with this movie, because it's actually saying, look, we realize this is dumb and this makes no sense, but we're going to lean into it and have fun with it. You know, how am I going to be okay with that? Because we do, we let so much stupid shit go dude. for the sake of entertainment. The way people view Fast and Furious is the way that I view Marvel. I'm like... They just, they have a formula and they pump out the same stupid ass movies every so often. It's literally what Marvel does. So if you don't like Fast and Furious, you guys are hypocrites. Well, and here's the thing. And I I admit that, Javier, like I watch Fast and Furious, all the Fast and Furious, especially like the last four Fast and Furious movies. And I'm like, like the first one is like, oh, you got a story. It's like kind of good. Like I could get behind this. I mean, it's a pretty low budget, poorly made film, but it's entertaining because the story's different. It's new. It's uh, with something different. Now it's like, what the fuck are we watching? But did you watch the one with the rock in Samoa? Yeah. <laughs> Jason Statham and the where he's holding on to the chain in the what? helicopter with I think one. We arm. Did a, yeah, I think we did a podcast on that one, actually. We, so. uh, we we didn't, but we talked. It's actually oh. what led us, one of the things that led us to do a podcast was that movie and talking oh, about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid movie. Sorry, I didn't mean anyway. To no, it's okay. It was, it's a nice little rant that tells that allows me to move into this movie. But I had so much fun watching this movie. And I think I would have had a lot of fun. Like Casey and I go see a lot of movies. And thankfully with, you know, COVID winding down, us being, you know, vaccinated and being able to go to the movies again and feel comfortable with it, we are starting to see these movies. But it was hilariously fun, even if it was just the two of us. But the fact that four of us went, like you said, Javier, go with a group of friends and go looking to just have a hell of a good time with each other. And this movie will leave you satisfied walking out. It will leave you ashamed of how much fun you had. Because I still like feel the shame bubbling up within me, yeah. excuse me about how much fun I had with this movie. Because I love it. to give it a four. But it is. You should be, but it's fun. And I like (laughs) talk about this movie, and I you watch that quote will become. There will be quotes from this movie that will become staples in this podcast because I laugh my ass off every time I say them. With that said, it's a terrible movie. The story's dumb. The action's dumb. There's no real plot. People get hit by cars and walk away, while other people like trip and fall and die. Like it's just like (laughs) so ridiculous, but it's entertaining. So from as a movie and a critical perspective, it's terrible. From an entertainment perspective, which is what I'm in movies for, and part of the reason that I got into this podcast thing was to give someone a non-critic, professional critic point of view from movies because I. I think critics just spend too much time on the art itself and not enough on the entertainment value. Critics cannot be trusted. Sure. Because they're looking at it from like, I've got a PhD in this shit and I got to tell you from a film perspective, it's great. Well, yeah, but it wasn't entertaining at all. It sucked. This movie's entertaining as fuck and I can't give it a four, but I am giving it a three and a half. And, 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 I will watch this movie again. In fact, this is a type of movie that if I'll be, if I, if I still flipped channels, Every time I saw it on, I would stop and watch it no matter where I was at in this movie. This is going to be a guilty pleasure movie. Absolutely. 
my wife hates Ryan Reynolds because he's the same character, right? Sure. He's in movies like this that are like kind of raunchy. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to watch this like behind her back. <laughs> Dude, you can come watch it at my house anytime because I'll yeah, laugh yeah. my ass off with you. Yeah. All right, Ian, round us out. You bet. I don't know how much rounding out I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna echo what you guys have said. I. I, yeah, I think JJ put it best, or I can't remember who said it first, but you're going to be ashamed of how much you enjoy this movie, and I definitely am. And I haven't laughed that hard in a movie for a really long time, and I feel like I need to factor that in because it's just on two different sides of the spectrum. Like It's such a terribly made movie, it's hard not to laugh, even with the content and like I, we didn't mention but at the end like they do so well at setting up these jokes because over the time like you know sonia's wanting to be a mother they're telling her how terrible she is oh, you know they may not be able God. to have kids and it leads to oh let's let's adopt and at the end of this movie they're all sitting there after all the action is done and he ryan reynolds gets his paper and signs it thinking he's uh he's uh, getting his triple a license back and it's adoption paperwork like that <laughs> jokes like that they're just they're not it's clever at all, but at the same time, they landed so well. With that said, like, I think I'm going to give it a three, not because it's in the middle as an average movie, but because it's so terribly bad, but also wildly entertaining that I'm going to come more in at the three range. So, yeah, that's probably the smart way to do it. I just I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. So that's mm-hmm. why it got a four from me. And like anything that can make me laugh that hard, like you're going to get more points, you know? Yeah. The only other time I've laughed that hard on something on the screen was in Practical Jokers. So, gotcha. Well, I was pretty impressed too. And, and we were watching it last night, and Ian's not wrong. Like, he laughs, but not like out loud a lot. And he doesn't laugh like as often. Like, Javier and I laugh at pretty much everything at some point. Yeah, if fair. it's in our wheelhouse, Ian though has like the very specific sense of humor. And I was laughing last night because I was sitting here and I hear Javier just cackling with me, but then I'd hear Ian over there laughing a couple of seats down going, fuck, I've never heard Ian laugh this consistently ever, which was yeah. awesome. Ian's shoulders are Bobby for yeah. trying to stifle some giggles. <laughs> Yeah, like I was trying to trying to quiet myself in the theater and I almost couldn't catch my breath at one point. It was bad. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, go see this movie if for no other reason than just laugh. And like Javier said, it's best with friends. Take a group, go see this thing, especially like those friends that maybe you're embarrassed to be out with because you're like, oh God, their sense of humor is not my, is it's embarrassing. Take those friends. Mm-hmm. And if you need a friend, I'll watch it with you because that shit's hilarious. I haven't laughed that hard that consistently in a long time. If we so. are the only friends that'll watch movies with you, there's a series of other things in your life that you'll probably want to get straight first. But like, that's true. I'll watch a movie with you. Yeah. I was like, you'll probably fit in our group, but you might want to get some shit checked out. <laughs> All right. Well, fellas, it was a fun movie. Like I said, next week is Fast Nine. Yeah. Fast Nine. We'll have to make some plans to go watch that one. So that I can just groan and moan the whole time. Because, God, it's going to be ridiculous. I feel like uh, this one one that we watched fits perfectly for making fun of what Fast and Furious is. Like, to a T. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like like you said, Javier, you brought up uh, Hobbs and Shaw, where... The Rock is driving on a truck, got a hold of a pri- of a roll bar and a chain, and is stopping a helicopter from flying away. Like, if he could hold on, he would have been ripped in half. Yeah, if that was possible, it would have been ripped yeah. in half. And even if he wasn't, he would have just pulled the truck off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a series of impossibilities, but assuming that it all was possible. Anyway. Hey, maybe this one and, and uh, Fast 9 are in the same universe. You never know. So with that said, we appreciate you tuning in. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, What's Our, at What's Our Verdict. Yeah, chime in. Let us know what you want us to watch. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinemagic out. Man,